It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 667. Matt Diavella, welcome back to the wow. show, brother. Feels good to wow. be here. Thank you so much. Hey, what's that, what's that jumper you got on? That looks familiar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Represent. I'm, Daily Talk we, Show, we, baby. It's like the... I only got two hoodies. That's one of them. <laughs> I mean, we we were worried in the car when we gave it to you when we were in LA last year. We drove home. We thought, surely that's going in the bin, seeing as he's a minimalist, or he's at least giving it away to you know the salvos. I like you guys that much that I held on to it because of the guilt. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's most presents. And when you have a child, you just end up having so much shit because you don't want to throw it out. You feel guilty because people have dropped their hard-earned cash. Mm. Uh, but mate, you're in LA. How are you? What's the vibe in Los Angeles? Feeling pretty good. I, I, I mean, it's been weird. It's uh, obviously uh, it's it's a very strange time. Uh, definitely getting used to living at home and, and only getting outside for a walk around the neighborhood once a day. We went to the grocery store for the first time in three weeks, and wow. it was uh, yeah, it was it was much different than the last time that I went. Because like the last time I went, it was right before the lockdown and all the craziness happened. Uh, people weren't social distancing yet, and you know everybody was wearing a mask today. They had uh, kind of a system for getting in line and making sure nobody was next to each other. Still, people weren't really taking it. Like, I would say there's probably about 15% of people, 10% of people that weren't taking it seriously at all and like mm. breathing down your neck in line. Uh, but for the most part, I, I'm seeing most people take it seriously. Talking about uh, guilt, what are you, as a, a bit of a fun one, what are you guilty about at the moment? What am I guilty about? Um... A, a, a lot of video games lately. I don't know if I feel guilty about it though. I'm just letting <laughs> yeah, myself not. go and I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Uh, a lot of snacks that are just kind of getting me through this right now. And, you know, playing Call of Duty Warzone literally probably two hours a day, which is a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, I just, just enjoying life, man. Well, the backbone of your YouTube channel is your biceps. And um, how are they holding up? Can we get an official statement from Matt D. Vella's biceps, uh, you know, in this time? <laughs> I got the hoodie yes. on. So can't really see. <laughs> you know, it, it was it, for the first two weeks, it was a struggle. And actually, then I started to get nervous because I'm like, okay, gym's officially closed. Can't go to the gym. And then you start to think like, uh, you know, there's not many at-home bicep workouts, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to think, what can I do in exchange of that? And uh, so it was like, I'm trying to like, lift chairs and benches around my house and heavy <laughs> objects. Uh, it didn't work as well. I ended up just getting a resistance band ordered and I just got it in. So that's, that's been doing the job. I'm actually impressed with these resistance bands. What does uh, all this stuff mean to YouTubers and like revenue and things like that? I think it's too early to tell in terms of revenue, whether it will make a significant, significant difference. I haven't seen with, you know, people who sponsor channels, I haven't seen that slow down much. And obviously there's some brands where, uh, that, that are all online and all digital where it would make sense to just continue to do the same thing, if not a little bit more. I have heard from some brands who are like, Hey, we really want to do something positive at this time to help and give back and do something uh, shed a little bit uh, of light on a bad situation. How can we do good? And uh, I have actually just personally found it a weird and difficult thing to kind of navigate. And um, I don't love talking about it. I I'm talking about my personal experience, but then everybody's going through this. So you're kind of caught between this place of you want to talk about it 
because if you don't, it's weird. It's mm -hmm. really strange if you don't. Is it too mainstream for you? Is that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think what I said, <laughs> it's not that it's mainstream as much as like, I really value originality mm. and like, you know, to, to do something specifically about it is it's not going to be very uh, original. So I tried to like figure out a way that I could maybe help people talk about my own anxieties, the stress that I've gone through, some of the things that I'm doing to organize my daily routines and habits. Um, and like, to me, like, you kind of feel selfish talking about it as well, because you're like, what the mm -hmm. hell do my habits mean? Like, people are going through some serious shit right now. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, if we take care of ourselves, uh, then we're going to be able to be there for our family and friends. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously it's affecting a lot of people. But And I, I don't like talking about serious stuff either. I know you guys mm -hmm. don't love talking about serious shit. <laughs> no, we've actually, since you've been on the show, we're a completely serious show. We cover serious <laughs> oh. topics in a serious manner. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, well, I'm uh, here for it. <laughs> a mate of mine just posted. Where's he said, here for uh, it come from, by the way? Is, it, is oh. this a, where is here for it? Uh, like it? I'm here for it. I don't know. It's, is it an American term? No, not, well, you guys don't have that? We've just heard we had, um, It's just something. It's, but we wanna, where's the reference? We're trying to work out because it is reference. Can you look that up? Here I thought I invented well, it. I thought I was being original. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super high. I can't keep this hoodie on. <laughs> I mean, this oh, is Oh, I didn't, I didn't have to steam either. You guys might... You guys mind oh, yeah. if I uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah. take it off and we'll put here. some sexual music yeah, here on? Here we go. Here we go. Vella's okay. doing a live strip show for us. And I can play some. Comes... Here we go. Here we go. And he's taking it off. <laughs> <laughs> this is their first dance. Oh wow! This is. Can you give it a spritz <laughs> of guess... that smoke in the back? The steam. I yeah, I got, I got. I don't know if you can see it. There's too many. There's not enough pixels to really more? make it out. <laughs> uh, you know what's been you tough. I, I'm. I think it's enough. The smoke okay. alarm's gonna go off. Um, <laughs> Shut it down. Uh, how are you guys Which doing with haircuts? Uh, I, I luckily got one a couple of weeks ago, and so mm. I'm riding it out. Um, Sevs, your hair's looking all right. Josh, you said yeah, I got managing? one right before. No, yeah. mine's a nightmare. Smart. But my hair's always been a nightmare. Yeah. It's like <laughs> businesses that were already in trouble. Like I was, my hair was never good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vella, a friend of mine posted something around uh, financial buffer is uh, not a luxury, it's a necessity. And, you know, you've talked a lot about your personal finances from your student debt and, you know, different time of your life that you're in now <laughs> as he waves the smoke out of his face. Um, <laughs> for something like this, how, you know, you've had some Ramit Sethi on your podcast, some awesome financial heads that you've surely taken some knowledge for where does it sit in terms of a time like this where shit has to just completely stop for a lot of us and financial buffer what does it what does that all mean to you and finances in this time how much of focus is that for you yeah i i well i hope it's a it's a wake-up call for a lot of people to take their personal finances seriously and also not to be reliant on anybody else but themselves and i think a lot of people bank on social security or the government to take care of them uh, once they retire. And uh, we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves right now because there's always going to be something that's unexpected that comes up, uh, whether it's your car breaking down uh, or losing a job or anything like that. Uh, I think that I've personally found myself a little bit more conservative because I've been a freelancer for the past eight to 10 years. And that's a very uncertain future, or at least the uncertainty is more in your face than a full-time job. Obviously, there's so many people today 
regardless of their the field or their career that are now facing real hardships. And uh, so none of us really ever can be 100% certain in uh, our job security. We can be certain of our financial savings, of how much runway we have at a time like this. Uh, I personally, it depends on how much risk you're willing to take as well. So I personally, again, being a little bit more conservative financially, I don't want to take a whole lot of risks with finances. So, you know, when I'm, when I made the transition from freelancing to full-time YouTube, I wanted a year of bills and expenses. So making sure I could pay rent for an entire year, make sure I had bills covered just in case. I wasn't able to make money for an entire year, which ended up happening. The, <laughs> and original, so, the original doomsday prepper, Matt Diavella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's funny though. In Los Angeles, people naturally prepare for these kind of things for earthquakes and everybody's advised to have like an, an earthquake kit to make sure you have enough water and food to last you a couple of weeks. And I, yeah, like from like a, a minimalist perspective too, like I don't want to just have shelves and shelves filled with shit. I don't want to hoard like crazy. So like even during this time and we knew that we were likely going to be at home for four weeks or more, we were, we tried to be super intentional with the things that we had. Luckily we had been, uh, you know, financially we're, we, we don't spend extravagantly. We save a lot of our money. Most of my expenses are caught up in my, my business with employees that I pay. But right now, um, in terms of personal assets, we're super conservative. What did you buy at the shops just to, today? Okay, so today was more of like a snack run, an essential run. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know, we, we got Joe's peanut butter. Where, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to TJ's. Uh, you guys don't have TJ's, do you? No, we no, don't. No. no. Yeah, so I ended up getting, uh, we got like two things of peanut butter. We got a bunch of like fresh fruit and veggies, clementines uh, or mandarins to, to last us for a couple of weeks, bananas. And then some snacks, some pink and white cookies. Uh, really, really good. We've got some ice cream. What are pink and I got white cookies? Six... Are they are they like a certain is that a brand? They're like yogurt frosted cookies. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and, know if um, they're called pink much, and white. It's Trader Joe's brand. And how much marijuana did you pick up? Because that sounds like munchy food right there. <laughs> I can't talk about that publicly, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I let's just say I was stocked up before this all started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. What, I mean, what I, don't, I don't. I actually like it's it's legal here, guys. But I don't. I don't mm. smoke a lot. But uh, I did order like on. They have like these online services, and so like six months ago, I did order a little bit, and uh, it's been nice, you know, on the weekend, just relaxing, having some whiskey. By the way, I just want to let people know that currently in Los Angeles, it's six thirty, so that's why I'm drinking whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am. Uh, Rory asks in the comments, just tuned in, what's with the smoke? <laughs> Rory, you have to watch back to understand what's going on My house on there. is burning down. <laughs> <laughs> or if you've just listened, he's just lit in a spliff. He's pulling yeah. an Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. It's a better uh, explanation. Your wedding, uh, obviously things changed with that. When did you realize that shit was... Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> it's a bit of a fun one. Yeah, no, so what was the, what was the process in accepting the fact that the uh, wedding in Italy wasn't going to happen? 
Yeah, it was when Natalie told me she didn't love me anymore. And so <laughs> it's from that moment, I was like, this probably, I, I might be able to pull it off. Um, it's like my hair. No, it was shit from the start, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It just highlighted the inadequacies that were already there. Uh, and so, uh, no, it. so I think actually, like, compared to most people, at least in the States, I think Nat and I were so tuned in because, uh, you know, it hit, Italy, one of the first places that it hit outside of China was Italy. And it, you know, quickly got out of hand. And so we're just paying attention and trying to make sure we're making the best decision, starting to hear a little bit from our wedding guests saying, hey, you know, what's going on with the wedding? Are you guys still planning on going through with it? And then we were giving that, we basically just created a wedding newsletter that we would send out every week. It started to be every couple of days. So we sent out about three or four emails did and you segment them or from... anything? Did you, did you set it all up so you could really <laughs> MailChimp. Yeah. to MailChimp? Do a bit we of... different groups. We segmented <laughs> it down a little bit. So people who are interested in the wedding, people who want to know just about the happy hour. Um, but no, it, it worked out pretty well. Um, well, no, it's, it's, it was one of those things where we were going to wait until like April, until right around now to, to make a decision because that's when at the time the 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 uh, I guess the stay-at-home orders for Italy were going to be lifted. And then the more we looked at it, the more we realized that this wasn't just an Italy problem. This was a world problem. And then when the travel restrictions started getting in place for international travel, going to Europe, it was one of those things where the decision really was made for us. And I think in the beginning, I was a little bit upset. I mean, before all this was happening, I was upset because it's you spend so much time and energy planning these things and looking forward to it. And you have this idea in your mind and Nat are like, well, we're going to get married this year. And then when we come back from the wedding, we'll get a dog. And then, you know, talking about kids in the future. And then you're like, okay, now everything's just getting pushed back. Cause Nat said, she's definitely not going to be pregnant mm. at the wedding. <laughs> she's like, it's not one of those weddings. <laughs> uh, and then, but then you're upset about it for a little bit. And then the NBA gets postponed and you're like, eh, it's not really a big deal. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, breaking, I mean, so it, p forming like the new normal for people is been really challenging. But once I think people get in this groove of the new norm, I think it's going to be really hard to go back the other way. I was thinking about you, Josh, mm -hmm. like the time that we need you out doing a shoot. I don't know if you're going to want to leave the house. I oh, think no. you're getting really comfy. No, and I think fine. a lot of people are probably going to get really sort of comfy in this, you know, staying inside. What do you think about form? The, when, when we're needing to then readjust back to another norm. How's it been for you in this adjustment period? Yeah, Tommy, I heard you talking about that on a podcast recently, how you were just saying how you like working from home and how you can get to work even quicker and it helps you to spend time with your family and kind of that back and forth. And mm -hmm. I was reminded when I started working from home the same thing, that I actually really do value working from home and it allows me to quicker access to the kitchen to eat healthier foods and i can get to work a lot quicker uh, i can do things like when it comes to video editing i can compress a video overnight when like you have an office it's kind of a pain in the butt to even set all that up and 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 make sure you're doing that like you can transfer files overnight uh and not worry about like you know i don't have to stay at the office until seven o'clock sometimes there's like a lot of lag time in between doing these processes for video editing so that's been nice um, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a, an adjustment for sure. I mean, even when we went out today, it's like going outside, going out into public just feels weird. And if mm. it felt wrong, it was like, you know, you, you almost become a hermit just by the circumstances. Like, it's like when you, th there's, I think some like 
behavioral study done where if you display a certain emotion, then you'll start to feel that emotion. If like you express pure joy with how you react with your face, then you'll start to feel joy. And now I start to feel like a hermit and I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to go outside. I don't want to do anything. And I think it's going to be a real adjustment, but you know, from everything I've seen, it seems like and right now is the hardest restrictions and then it'll ease up. And then we'll see if we have to come back to them again. Um, but like, I don't think it's just going to be like open door. Let's go. Okay. Back to normal. I think it's going to take a while before we get to that point. Are you finding it hard to switch off? Like, it, cause you can work as much as you want, or you can do those evenings. How are you separating things? I think I've done surprisingly well. Again, video games has actually been like a helpful buffer. Is that PS4 uh, my- or what are you, what are you rocking? Yeah, so we're playing Warzone, which is Call of Duty, which is uh, basically like a huge map where you have about 50 teams playing, 150 people, uh, teams of three. So my, my, me and my two brothers, we've been playing almost every night at 6.30, actually, which is right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I actually got to go. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe we could just bring that in and then you could do, could you start a Twitch channel? I mean, you're already TikToking. Yeah. I feel like you are, you are transitioning to the, the modern day creator. Content creator. <laughs> I had a hard enough time setting up this shitty video that I've got for you guys right now <laughs> that I don't know if I'm capable. I don't know. For, like, I'm good at a few things, right? Like, I, I, like, I think I'm pretty good at, at filmmaking, but for whatever reason, like doing like live video chatting, I'm just terrible at. Uh, how have you had to rethink ambition within your business, within YouTube, personal life? Well, a week from, uh, I guess a week ago from today, I hired uh, another employee, a second editor and filmmaker, Tyga. Shout out to Tyga. Um, he's a great kid, great editor, like really passionate filmmaker. And uh, he was going to primarily be doing a lot of in-person stuff, a lot of photography and, and filmmaking and doing behind the scenes footage for Patreon. And then obviously this whole thing happened. And now we're just kind of adapting and trying to figure out how to work remotely, how to make sure. Uh, I mean, I'm the one that's like, shooting and um, writing and taking all the photos and video, all this original content for them to edit. So we had to like just restructure and set up systems to be able to, for me to like pass the footage along to them. So like just leaving hard drives outside of my apartment and having them come by and pick it up. Um, things like that have helped. And then I think in terms of uh, staying focused and I think I've always naturally had an ambition towards what I do. So the fact that I'm just really passionate about what I do naturally motivates me. And like, I, I haven't found a decrease in ambition. Um, I think that just it's been more so like the team and collaboration, figuring out how to do that has been the, the biggest um, learning lesson over the past couple of weeks. Has there been a big uh, perspective shift, like what you were planning to do in January and like you I know that you had a big big plans in regards to education and all that sort of stuff are those plans staying the same or have you have you shifted shifted a little bit but courses are still uh, I think going to be a big part of this year I think by the end of the year I want to develop three courses uh, the one thing that I've actually been working on over the past uh, couple of weeks uh, I, I shifted I, I, I have been working on a habits course 
but I wasn't feeling as inspired to write it uh, over the past two weeks. So especially with like being locked down and everything and even making content around that already, it felt like a little bit draining. So I started to develop more uh, like YouTube creative, like talking about creativity and YouTube and how to get started on YouTube. And so I think that's going to probably be the first course that we even come out with just because I've uh, it's just like a, a muscle and a topic that I haven't covered in such a long time. And it's something that was like just so effortless for me to write about and talk about because I've been living it for the past three years. So I'm hoping uh, that like that hasn't changed. And I think if anything, in the long run, this will probably make me more productive being at home. Uh, but like I said earlier, there are its own there are challenges inherent to working from home. And now like my team's all at uh, remote. So it's much more difficult to collaborate uh, on the projects we're working on. We've been talking a bit about just feel like the how you feel about a piece of content that you've created. And as a creator, there's so much emotion involved. It doesn't always have to be, but I think a lot of creatives sort of lean into that and they feel great about it or they're feeling negative about it. For you and the content you've been putting out, specific time to now and the sort of stage you're at, how do you feel about the stuff you're putting out into the world? I feel pretty good, pretty good. Um, I think I usually look back like a year ago and like, oh, like that thing sucked. <laughs> uh, like especially two years ago, like I can't believe I, I made that video or and, and like now that I'm working on a course about YouTube, I've been revisiting a lot of the early stuff I made for YouTube. And just it's kind of shocking, like how different your approach becomes creatively, mm. even though that thing that you originally did worked in some form or another. And I think that was like the biggest learning lesson for me early on was just experimentation, trying different things and like not getting locked into the same exact thing over and over again and just trying different approaches. I think that's what helped me the most and probably the one thing that's underestimated because like, yes, everybody needs to work hard. Y yes, you need to be persistent over a long period of time, but then experimenting and trying different things has been, I think, the root of uh, what's helped me the most. And also that's what helped me to enjoy and look more fondly at the stuff that I've recently made. I think over the past couple of weeks, I've had to adapt. I actually had three videos shot and edited that were done and ready to go up on YouTube. And they just didn't seem relevant. And, and I felt like it would be weird, especially considering how rapidly things are moving and how much we learn every day, that if I wasn't to talk about this or provide some kind of support for my audience, talk about um, you know how to get through uncertainty and uncertain times, then I'd be doing them a disservice. So I decided to pause them and then just address these things. And so the Patreon I, secret handshake video, is that no longer going out? Uh, the secret, the secret handshake video. <laughs> you mean the secret shit. podcast? <laughs> no, 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 no. Damn, dude. <laughs> it was a Corona. That's a no. very funny. That was a funny joke. No, I got oh, you, Josh, because I was about yeah, to no, say the exact I same thing. I didn't get thing. it. Well, I didn't get it. Maybe when it's the Patreon. When someone doesn't the, get a joke, do I just cut the Patreon back to bit? Matt? <laughs> just cut <laughs> to Matt drinking <laughs> a glass then, of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> you did explain the joke for me because I'm. It an was idiot. very funny. It's because because it's not relevant anymore. Yeah, do you yeah. We're not handshaking anymore. Are you still handshaking people? Well, shaking see, wait, hands. you confused me because I have a secret podcast, and yeah, it's that's on why Patreon, I made it too so. layered. I was trying to be <laughs> too. It's too. It was a very smart joke, but just okay. too smart. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, the internal critic uh, for yourself, I guess that's what I was kind of getting at. Like, 
what you think about something versus what your audience think about something. What is the dance for you when you're experiencing the internal critic, negative or positive? How much weight do you give that internal critic? Um, it's always there. I like to think about what my audience would say and like what might the top comment look like if like say if a video did poorly or I just like botched something like what would cause there to be negative feedback or somebody being like that's wrong or blah 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 and then uh, you know a lot of people might say don't look at feedback don't pay attention to haters or whatever but I, I think like you should be listening to people and if people are saying that maybe you're doing something um that isn't helpful, isn't valuable, then it, it's worth addressing. And so I think it also helps me to make better videos because I'm able to kind of, I, I'm trying to provide value and, and, you know, help people in some way or another. And if they get caught up on one thing that I said without me clarifying it, uh, it may not help them in the end. So I try to maybe like, get at the critics as well or like at least like the critical voice that we all have in our own head um because i, I don't think it's just like i'm not trying to please people who are just going to be haters and trolls uh but i'm trying to make sure that uh, i'm kind of keeping in mind my audience and how they're going to interpret something and kind of like clarifying things that need to be made clear uh, any youtubers that you're enjoying watching at the moment um, I have, I, I've always like, uh, liked, uh, the filmmaking YouTubers. Matty H is a, is a really good kid. He does a lot of great, uh, videos and he's been doing some vlogs lately. I've been watching Sarah Dietschy. She's been, um, cause she lives in New York and actually, like, I mean, I lived in New York just a few years ago. And so we kind of think about like what our situation would be like mm. now being, if we still lived in Brooklyn or if it happened back then. And um, it, it just seems really difficult. And so she kind of was talking through her experience, things that were going out or on during that time. Jordan Syatt, he's a, a fitness YouTuber and Instagram uh, fitness coach. And so I've been kind of, kind of just following those people that are relevant and pop up, but I've still been consuming like news and stuff and just not as much as I originally was. And uh you know, because it is it, it is comforting in some way to at least be informed uh, every once in a while. I never knew so many people did exercise until something like this happens and then everybody online. I mean, Josh and I were skipping on a live stream and mm -hmm. dancing yesterday. Dancing. Yeah. And uh, I'm surprised that people were even watching it. I think um, like two weeks ago, I think some of the people who were slightly off within their content was people talking about the opportunity, 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 opportunity. As much as I uh, like to lock in opportunities, I think it's like it's just, it was just a little early when you're trying to. It's not even. It's not even someone trying to see the silver lining in a shit situation. It's like, where can I capitalize for my business? Where have you? Where is opportunity sat within your mindset at the moment? Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I totally. Uh, hear you. I saw like a post early on from somebody that was saying there's a big difference between um, selling now and profiting off of these times. And, and like, it's like the people that are hoarding N95 masks and selling them at a crazy high markup. Um, and like, 
there's a fine line between the two because there are people online who need to sell because they have small businesses and employees and they need to support. A lot of people have to lay people off now. So I don't, I don't see anything wrong with selling right now. Um, I, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I would feel weird to promote Patreon at a time like this, even though I've mentioned it, I think five times (laughs) since we started talking. (laughs) But um, like, I'm not going to mention it in my videos and I'm not going to, Hey guys, if you could go support, like just, Obviously, like I think for this month, I'm like I'll be fine. I don't need to promote it, uh, and so everybody has their own line, and it really depends on your bottom line and whether it means the difference of letting an employee go or not. And if it means that you're going to let an employee go, I think yeah, like sell your shit, sell your product, mm-hmm. make sure that you you keep um, your business going because not everybody can do that right now. But profiting off of it is another thing, and it's like dude, we get these emails like every day now. It's like, uh, we are committed to helping you through this coronavirus pandemic. By the way, if you want a uh, $150 lease on a brand new Ford Toyota, and it's like, this is so annoying. Like, can we not do this at this time? Like, everybody's trying to like say that they're there for us. And I'm like, I don't need a brand to be there for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, have you, what have you learned uh, about your relationship with Nat being sort of at home all the time together? Bro, oh, first two weeks were tough. <laughs> like, they were actually like legit, like legitimately, like we fought so much. We fought every day for a week straight to the point where we were like, like just woke up exhausted, just being like, can we just not fight for one day? <laughs> And, and I think is it's because we fire? were. That's a ceasefire. It does become a bit it was of a, a truce, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. I raise up a, a white flag. I was like, I <laughs> surrendered. With, you just get a cup of tea with the opponent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We played soccer in the middle of uh, our apartment, and it was like, it was good to uh, to kind of. I mean, I think that the the biggest thing that's helped our relationship is communication. So even when we were at a point like this where we were just fighting every day, we were open with each other about how. Uh, we were feeling and when we would bot like, you know, when you're working right next to somebody, you might bug them and, and talk to them when they're in the middle of something important and kind of catch them off their, their flow. And, and that's not the the best way to, to build a relationship when you're working from home with somebody else. And so we're just honest with each other about how we feel and what we're going through. And I think for us, it was an adjustment period. And it was one, a period of like intense anxiety and stress and uncertainty. And so we were both doing our best, but still that led us to be, uh, to kind of uh, act out towards each other's in ways that we normally wouldn't. And then it was kind of the, we found something very similar actually when we first started living together back in Brooklyn. And it was just an adjustment period. It was figuring out how to give each other space because in the past, when we were around each other, we could just hang out with each other all the time when we were dating early on. But then once we were living with each other, we realized, oh, we need to actually make sure we give each other space. And we we are not always next to that person. And like when they walk through the door, we don't jump on top of them because they haven't seen a human in three days. And that was me. But it was for the <laughs> most part, um, I think now we've adjusted and now we're doing uh, much, much better. And we've uh, we've gotten the hang of it. Dude, I, I, I'd forgotten about that period of time when I first moved in with Amy, where it is, you just can be on each other's nerves or just being that close to somebody all the time is, um, is really interesting. What, what's something that you do, Nat, uh, Matt, that annoys Nat? What's... Uh, what do I do that annoys Natalie? I mean... Shitting with the door open. That was one of the things <laughs> I mentioned last time. That's yeah, all for I don't, TikTok. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to say that I... 
Definitely. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That TikTok. I did a TikTok. That was actually Natalie's idea from start to finish. Uh, she's been trying to get me on TikTok for a long time. And that idea was so good that I was like, oh, I just can't, I can't not do that. So, uh, yeah, there was a, definitely took like three or four takes to get that. But, uh, the TikTok, if you guys want to follow me on TikTok, it's at Matthew Diavella and there's a video of me uh, on the toilet, but you'll have to go check it out to, <laughs> to see what it's yeah. about. What do I do that annoys Nat? Um, Dude, uh, she is surprisingly patient with me. Like, it's like, it's funny because like I thought the other day that she was mad at me because she like when I was playing video games, she like just like she walked up and grabbed her computer and it just looked like she had a face that was like I was doing something wrong. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I do? And then I asked her afterwards. And she's like, oh, no, like I was just probably thinking about something else. And I was like, it just she's surprisingly cool when I just play hours and hours of video games and I just do my own thing. And I think we respect each other's time. She gets most I think pissed at me when I interrupt her when she's in the middle of something, like when she's working. Um, yeah, other than that, I think she's she's pretty damn patient. I don't know. You're sure a little angel. A lot of other You're a little angel, Matt. That's what you are. She's 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 sitting right next to me. So <laughs> no, <she's, laughs> no she's the, um, I would tell her to come over here. Yeah, the um, snacks. Like, how aligned are you with snacks? And uh, Bree and I, the food thing has been a big issue because. It's like we can enable each other. Are we going to be so now? We've just we've mm. dialed in our food to like six days, be healthy, and then just be lenient on one day because we were just blowing out every day. How aligned are you with your snacks? We are completely on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of snacks, which is amazing for us. Uh, Nat's savory. I'm sweet. So uh, that's our personality types as well. <laughs> so like chocolate, ice cream, donuts. We actually, like, we, uh, we did a little bit of a bad thing where we ordered a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts the other night. <laughs> yeah, so baby. good. And oh, I yeah. ate nine of those donuts in like two days. And uh, like that was easy. I could have easily went through like the full dozen. But, um, you know, then we also got Thai food uh, a couple nights ago. And Nat was the one that just devoured all of those leftovers and it didn't affect me too much. So uh, I definitely am more under the sweet end of things. And like, it definitely helps us because then we don't have to really like compete over who has the food. We don't have to hide food from each other and hide <laughs> snacks from each other. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that that's probably my favorite thing about our relationship. Have you um, been, have you been for a drive? Are you, are you allowed to drive on the streets of LA at the moment? Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of vague with those kinds of instructions. They don't say like that you can't drive around. I don't think that there's anything wrong with just taking a drive because you're obviously isolated by yourself in your car. You know, when this first started happening, I would say probably about two weeks ago or so, uh, hiking and beaches were still open. And so we went for a hike one weekend and it was just packed. And like, this is, nobody was wearing masks at the time. We weren't wearing masks, but again, nobody was social distancing and it just made it more stressful and it made you more anxious than if you were to just stay at home. And it mm. just defeated the purpose of us going out. Um, but I, I do remember like during that time, even though the hike itself was stressful, the drive there was pleasant. And I think that that's something that, uh, you know, we're not going to do it every day. We're not just going to drive around randomly, but every few days just to get out, even just for a drive, I think is nice. Um, just to get different scenery and not feel like you're cooped up. You like rules? How, how are rules at the moment for you? 
So I have uh, been doing the two day rule, which is uh, I made a video on it a while back um, that people seem to, to resonate with. But it, it's this idea uh, and it's, it's, it's one of the, the, the habits slash um, rules that I've implemented in my life that has had the biggest impact. Uh, specifically on my gym habit. So basically, I don't allow myself to skip the gym for two days in a row because it's just like, it's so much easier when you skip two days in a row to skip a third day, a fourth day, a fifth day. Um, you want to reduce the amount of time in between these habits. And I find that I'm really, I have a really bad memory, but I can always remember, did I work out yesterday? No, I didn't. Great, that means I work out today. And so the two day rule has been vital for me at this time, living at home, working from home, um, as I've started to adapt a new workout routine that, that works for me, the two day rule has really helped me. So like today, uh, I didn't work out, but I have for the past three or four days straight, the two day rule allows me to take off multiple days a week. Um, but sometimes, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's nice not to be too hard on yourself, especially mm -hmm. from home, because I find myself less inspired. Uh, it's easier for me to get up, hit like when you're going to the gym. All you have to do is get in the car, and then you're like, "Okay, great, I'm is going that to the gym." To if I'd known that, I would have actually. You know, yeah, that's it. You get you in the car, the car, you get out. <laughs> it's called one rep. Josh. <laughs> calf, that's it. calf, but I mean, like, that's calf the pushes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. Um, have you actually? Do you think you, you mentioned about the sort of not being so hard on yourself? Josh has mentioned to me a bunch of times around sort of some of the rules I've had, which I've also thought, you know, not, not to be as brutal, which I find that some of these, in order to find the success with the routine, I almost have to have this constant thought, which is a bit brutal on myself, which I do see as, I don't know, maybe there is some fine line of leniency towards yourself. What have you found for implementing other rules in your life? And have they stuck like the two-day rule? Yeah, you know, it's funny because like, I hesitate not to say don't be so hard on yourself, even <laughs> though like, I, I, like, because I'm hard on myself all the time and it works, I guess, a little <laughs> bit, you know? Like there's a part of it that works. I think that when you're hard on yourself for too often for too long, uh, then it becomes drudgery and you become, you become you just resent Willink. yourself. Just <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm not, I don't need to be a Navy SEAL, you know, I'm pretty determined, you know, I, I'm pretty ambitious, but I'm not Jocko and that's fine. And so I think it's a push pull. It's, um, being hard on yourself when you need to, when you're like, dude, just get, get off your ass, like get to the gym, get a workout in. But then at the same time realizing, you know, like I had two weeks when this whole thing started where I didn't work out once and I was fine because I've been through it enough times. I think when you've done it enough times mm. and when you've uh, built and broken habits and knowing that you'll always get back to it, knowing that you won't let yourself fall into a negative spiral, um, I think is is key. So like I have that that kind of background where I know I'm going to be okay. But uh, it's definitely push-pull. So, you know, I think if, if somebody right now you know, maybe you do need to be hard on yourself. Maybe you don't. It really depends on your circumstance and what you're going through right now. With last year, you talked a lot about the anxiety and the panic attacks that you were having. Um, what did you learn from that moment that you're implementing now? Alcohol helps a lot. No, don't. You, just cut, you, should, you should just cut that as a social clip right there. <laughs> 
it's going to be, be the end of my career. for our Friday virtual drinks that we, we do. That'll yeah, be that's great. Good. Oh, I got to come to that. I said, how does yeah. that work? How can I join that? So you well, become a, a, a VIP Gronk at thedailytalkshow.com forward slash Gronks. You fill out your details and then uh, Mr. 97 will send you an email on the day with a Zoom link. And we're doing kick-ons now as well. And so I'm uh, I'm DJing, list. yeah. So I'm I'm yeah. DJing for sort of two hours after the show. It's actually oh, perfect, Matt, because it's it's about ten thirty or ten ten p.m. or eleven p.m. your time. So it's perfect for you to launch at that moment. Is it? Is it? Wait, when you do drinks, what time is it? It would 4 be p.m. in Australian Eastern Standard Time. Oh, so oh, okay. So you said is that's that like ten or eleven for me. Oh, I don't think so. It's 11 o'clock, yeah. Is it? Oh, really? 11 p.m. 11 o'clock is pretty late. Time. Isn't that weird to think? No, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Right now, it's <laughs> 7 o'clock for me. So, it's night. 7 p.m. now. Yeah, because so, we do two shows a day. And we, this is our first and then mm. we do the second. And then so we do um, the other one. But then how does that get to the the evening mate, again for him? It's the, It hasn't changed. <laughs> it just gets the to the afternoon day. for us. It's Seven, still the same night. Three hours. No, we Jeez. need some work on yeah. that. That's not right. It's, it yeah, is right. What gotta, do you mean? What? So you're saying that what time? Seven p.m. our time is eleven p.m. his time, or what? Four p.m. our no, time? No, is? no, 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 no. Four p.m. our time is eleven p.m. Los Angeles time. Okay, sure. Okay, that sort of makes more sense. The thing That's, is, though, that you'll be up late because the the kick-ons won't start until after five. So you're looking at sort of a after midnight sort of arrangement, if you can do that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the DJ set, but which is well, kind of disappointing. Is it like a dance party? Yes. Oh, it's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, Josh was shaving his neck beard during yeah, I did the a um, live shave. The yeah. How many DJs are doing live shaves? <laughs> Not many. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. It might actually have an impact, but as like the hair falls down onto the mm. the table. Yeah. Well, I had a. Bowl. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. If anything, Diavella, uh, your hair is more dialed in than all of us. How's your hair? What's going on? I don't know, dude. No, honestly, woke up like this. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's getting long. I mean, honestly, like, you know, it, it's it's kind of growing out over my ears. And so I've been doing a little bit of touching up. You know, one thing that I've been touching up where I'll take like, a uh, you know, my razor, which uh, is just to kind of clean, clean up my unibrow. And I literally... <laughs> As like a hairy Italian, I get hair growing out of my nose. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. It's like gross. Yeah, it's really long. It's uh, and then like up here. So I'll clean all that up. So I have a razor for that. And but then I'll also use it to just lightly brush my hair, and it um, kind of thins it out a little bit. So because my hair gets really bushy and it's thick. So that's one way that I keep it nice and thin. Um, I just ordered a, a a trimmer, a new trimmer, because my old beard trimmer is just complete garbage and it's super dull. So I'm planning on cutting my own hair coming up and I don't know how it's going to go, but I, you know, I've got no other options. Like the thing is like, I think there's, there's less pressure for people who don't have to be on camera every week in a video. Uh, <laughs> and you guys look better in hats than me. So <laughs> I just, I, I just have to cut my hair. Uh, while we're talking hair chat, uh, what would you rather, uh, pubes as fingers or fingers as pubes? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like how? Like how good? Pu- you mean like your hand is just a bush of pubes? Mm. Yeah, your pubes <laughs> yeah. currently I mean, would just be fingers, and then your fingers would be almost yeah. a paintbrush. Yeah. Uh, one thing I just want to clarify: I'm well groomed. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. I don't have any pubes. Uh, um, great. Yeah, then, that's right. Yeah. 
That's what we just wanted you to get that image in your head. That's That's just for the fans. How often are you having to trim to sort of keep that that level of like absolutely zero? Have you got like a um? What's it called? Like a? It's not a zero. It's a zero. Yeah. Have you got no, a fade? No, it's not a... Ah. <laughs> Have you got a fade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do, I, do, I do a generous fade <laughs> on it. So it goes from a zero to a six. <laughs> is it true that you no, have your favorite it. basketballer's number carved in? <laughs> in my On my ass. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, there's um, been a bit of hair chat this week. We've talked about monobrows, your back mm. hair, Josh. Yeah, it's still been happening. Mm. What about there's some challenges? Like I saw uh, one that's going around is the handstand T-shirt challenge. I just saw someone on my Instagram do it where you put your feet up on the wall doing a handstand, top off, and then you have to put your T-shirt on. How much pushback are you giving to these things? Like these challenges, uh, I, think, I think a lot of pushback. I think it should stop. <laughs> Honestly, like it's too much. You know what? There's just too much content. Everybody's doing a live stream. You guys were doing it before, so you're fine. No, but we're every not. We're, like we're literally, <laughs> you're a part of the problem. You're like, hey, let's just do two episodes a day because there's just not enough content out there right now. Um, but like you go on Instagram now and there's always like 12 lives going on at the same time. <laughs> Everybody's got a different challenge. Everybody's challenging me to do push-ups. I'm like, guys, just get out of my life. Like, give me a second. <laughs> it gets, uh, you know, no, but at the same time, at the same time, it's like, cool. Yeah, people are making stuff. But it's like people, it's like people just found out the internet was a thing. And then they're like, oh, oh you can man. make videos online. And it's like, come on, like, just relax for a second. Mate, I only found out this year that the, the internet there's a cable running from Australia over to somewhere else, and that is the internet that runs through the cable. And sometimes sharks bite it. Did you know? I didn't know that part. I knew that there were cables underneath the, like on the ocean floor, did not know that sharks would bite them. And is that why like my internet is so shitty? That's what sharks. we will blame it on. We there will was a blame great it on. The yeah, I think halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Um, do yeah. you consider yourself like when, when you're in the dating scene, were you someone who was a good like we're good at dating. Nah, dude, I was really bad. <laughs> I was really, really... <laughs> Honestly, like I, I like I think like I always, I probably like deluded myself into thinking that I was good, and I was the guy that would be like, no, here's what you need to do. Like I would just give <laughs> advice all the time, even though I was horrible with women and nobody wanted to date me. Just um, a quick one: Would you suggest yeah. someone in the dating scene shave their pubes? <laughs> Uh, yes. No, I think so. I think that's the look right now. I don't think that that's going out of style. I don't know. Yeah. Mr. 97. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I saw that girl that you were talking with the other day. How's that going? Grace. Yeah, it's going great. Yeah. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) I was still chatting, FaceTiming. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. They chatted for four hours last night. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, it's happened. Where, she, where does she times. live? Uh, Perth. Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's a, a bummer. Far away. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a trek, isn't it? But it's for now, it's fine because she she doesn't have any other options. <laughs> <laughs> it is a real blessing, to be honest. Um, yeah. Hey, I put together a bunch of questions that uh, to help with stimulus because I just, the concern I have is that um, uh, 97 is not always that great at coming up with con- Like once he's got the, we give him the idea, very good at running with it and reacting. And so my concern was when I sort of spoke to him casually about his chats with Grace, 
he did he he couldn't really um, mention like what the questions were he was asking. He didn't really have much content. Mm. He said, "Oh, she was talking a lot, and I was listening." So, <laughs> what I did was I created. Dude, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good step, though. I want to <laughs> say. I feel like. He's probably more wise than us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, no. The advice monster is about to come out. So, so some of the questions that I came up with for um, for Sevs to ask: uh, If you had to live anywhere outside of Australia, where would you live? Uh, what's your favourite animal and why? Beach or pool? Pub or club? Do you sleep when travelling on a plane? Where's the furthest you've ever driven? Do you get motion sick? If so, when was it the worst? Hotel or Airbnb, city or country life. If you had to pick a meal for me to eat at your favourite restaurant, what would you pick? Uh, when was your last boyfriend? Which was quite controversial on Instagram. People think that you can't ask about dating uh, history, uh, but we'll continue. Uh, if you could be a pro athlete, what sport would you pick? If you had to pick a different career, what would you pick? Winter or summer fashion? You can only have one app on your phone. Which one do you pick? Call or text? Big group catch-up or one-on-one? Do you want to have kids? If so, how many? Last meal on death row? Night in or night out? Uh, Stay up late or wake up early? And uh, red wine or white wine? Um, They were the questions that I gave. Do do you want to throw some some, um, some (laughs) questions into the mix? I just no, I just kind of visualize in my head. I imagine uh, Mr. Ninety Seven asking all those questions back to back without a breath of air. In <laughs> that's so true. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I just ask these questions. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I'm very good at coming up with questions off the top of my head. That's those all were really solid. What Thanks. like wh- how did what inspired you? To huh? no, well, you know, I've just I don't know my muse, but it just happens. Um, but Sevs, did you ask any of the questions? Asked all of them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, See, we, what, we ran through them I, all. It's so good. I want to say yeah, that the you, boyfriend one isn't bad, by the okay. way. That was actually on. probably my favorite, I reckon. And <laughs> why? Why? No, I, I just <laughs> no, it's it's because you get to go into talking about everything else, so. I just, I just thought it was an interesting segue into everything. <laughs> I think it's how you approach that question. If you approach it with confidence, not with like jealousy or neediness, mm. then you're you're just genuinely curious. And I think it also depends on like how long. I mean, it, it depends on how you pull it off. But like generally speaking, you might not want to bring that up the first time you talk to somebody. But then if it's a few hours into like chatting with them, mm-hmm. um, it could bring up some interesting things. It could bring up some baggage that somebody doesn't want to talk about, but that's up to them. I remember you telling a story about uh, where you'd been out of the dating game, Matt, for a while and you were anxious and you were in the shower stressing about going on this date and then you went on it. And it was nothing like you thought it was going to be. How much, like for Sevs, the the stress of it all and the thought of it all being way worse than the reality mm. of the whole thing? Yeah, I think that it's you have to go through it uh, and you have to push yourself through those uncomfortable situations until it becomes natural and it's not as painful. And so the first date I went on in five years after just, you know, avoiding it, like, Dude, I was going to say the plague. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I stopped myself, but I had nothing. I had no other word to insert into that. <laughs> it's very true. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I was I just was avoiding dating like crazy, and then yeah. uh, eventually, I finally went on a date. In, in, you know, for five years, uh, and what happened? I went on the date. Uh, we went out for coffee, and I didn't have a connection with that person. And as nervous as I was leading up to it, uh, as stressful as it was for that, you know, the day or two leading up to the date, when I finally went on the date, I just like had this just complete relief. And, and I was so content and proud of myself for overcoming something like that. Again, I was horrible at dating, but it allowed me to get over that. Um, that was definitely like, I think the worst anxiety that I faced was just that first one. And then the more and more I did it, the less and less I felt anxious. Uh, I still got nervous before every single date. I started to kind of keep more of an open mind where I thought in my head, like, okay, I'm going out and I'm just trying to meet new people. I'm not trying to find the love of my life. I'm just trying to meet people, maybe make some friends, maybe a relationship. We'll see. I'm open to it, but who knows? And then, you know, so I would go on multiple dates a week sometimes, sometimes two or three dates a week. Um, just because I was, I found that I would sometimes spin my wheels in talking with people online, messaging through these, uh, uh, you know, dating apps, not feeling like there was a connection there, but not uh, ever knowing until I meet them in person. Because when you meet them in person, it's mm. a different ball game, and people can like have great chat through text, but then when you meet up with them in person, you're like, oh yeah, this actually isn't working out at all because mm. they have a really big forehead. I just thought, Sevs, do you actually think that you've got no chat or bad banter? Person, um, do you think that? Oh, on t- on t- on text message, absolutely. But as as soon as like text, it's in FaceTime and in dude. person, then it's then it's great. FaceTime, I feel like, is the new in person. Let's be honest. So what's oh, yeah. wrong with the the text chat? Why don't you have good banter with texting? Oh, I mean, it's I guess it's just a it's a hard thing. I guess when you like, you're teasing someone because you don't get the full context of it all. So definitely, a real asshole. You can come. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come across real full on. (laughs) When you're in person or FaceTiming or whatever, you can understand the sarcasm and all the context. You know what's a good tip? Yeah, and like on that note, it's like, yeah, sometimes you, because you, it's tough because you have to be like confident and you have to be able to like let something sit even if it's awkward without saying, JK, JK, LOL, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But I think one one helpful tip with dating for me has been like, try not to answer every question straightforward like answer it with a joke so like you know it's like how old are you like you could you like 16 or like my 16th birthday is tomorrow or you know like every time try to crack a joke or try to like don't answer it straightforward because then that's when the conversation gets kind of boring and stale where it's just like Mm. q a back and forth where you want to add like a little bit of lightness and humor even if it's not funny in the sense of like dating it might actually uh work (laughs) How did you know um, with Nat that things were getting serious? What are some of the signs? Uh, when it was getting serious, um, I, you know, I, I liked her right off the bat and we had like a, a really great connection right away. Um, I think the one thing that drew me to Nat was that she just was like a, a shit talker. She had great banter. She would make fun of me and I would make fun of her and just... The flirting. Are you, are you was talking about our relationship? Is this <laughs> like yes. the Daily Talk Show yes. and Matt Zavella's relationship? Yes, it was. It. I flirting. mean, it was. I don't want to say love at first sight, but <laughs> lust at first sight was definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and the Aussie yeah, thing. Uh, That's right. Yeah. 
The Aussie thing. Yeah, the accent. Actually, it's funny because Nat told me she was, because, uh, you know, like being in New York, being Australian, uh, there's not a whole lot of them there. And it's kind of a, a unique selling point. Hey, like I have a, a unique accent. And then, uh, but my whole thing was, and this is like another dating tip. Again, I'm this a guru of dating. Um, <laughs> but like, try not to like say the obvious. So like if you're dating somebody and she's American and she has an American accent, most people are going to call that out in the first date. But if you don't call that out, if you kind of are, um, I don't know, you just don't want to be obvious. You, you want to be original with the conversation that you're mm -hmm. having. And so uh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do the obvious, basically. The other one is um, don't mention, I personally think you shouldn't mention a girl's looks on the first date. Uh, I think that if you're like saying, oh, yeah, you look really beautiful tonight, like it shouldn't be about her looks on the first date, uh, the first time that you yeah. meet them. It should just be about their brain and just keep what, all those other thoughts inside your head. What, what's your vibes on negging? <laughs> Neg hard. No, don't. I, you know, <laughs> negging. You look shit um, tonight. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you honestly, your breath smells horrible. <laughs> um, I think negging. So I actually, okay. So I've read the game and I've like read dating books and obviously because I, I wasn't very good. So I was like, I need professional help. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so when it, when it comes to negging uh, in the context of game theory and dating theory or whatever, it's generally only reserved for women who are like supermodels who get hit on a hundred times a day and are just so annoyed with guys hitting on them that you neg them in a way of saying like, hey, you want a piece of gum? Kind of inferring that they have bad breath because there are- <laughs> I didn't because, take that to be honest. I would have just- Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's oh, a gum? subtle Perfect. joke. <laughs> That's because we're not hot women. <laughs> and hot women, nobody says that to a hot woman. They don't say like, hey, would you want a piece of gum? So like you do something like that that just throws them off and makes them realize, oh, wow, this person uh, doesn't give a shit about my looks when everybody else on the planet does. In that context, it makes sense. In the context of like 99% of the population, negging is just mean and it's not going to actually help you. Yeah. God, I'm not even negging when I say to my wife, have a piece of chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just being straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, real. <laughs> uh, Dear Val, so some questions. If you were to throw just a few into the mix that ninety seven could ask Grace, can you give okay. us? Okay. Give Sorry, just quickly. Things? I think I think uh, Sevs is literally taking the daily show that we put out and then using it as like legit banter cards. Like, mm. hey Grace, mm. did you see what they're saying? This we got to great. answer these now. Yeah, it's almost okay, too easy. There's uh, no learning in it for him. <laughs> He's learning. Is he? Yeah. I don't want to lean into foot fetish, but maybe there's something around feet. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite uh, fetish? What is that? Uh, did you say biggest pet peeve? Pet peeve. Yeah, no, is I a haven't good done one. that one. Yet. I like that. Yeah. I haven't done that. I like yeah. that. Any phobias? Biggest pet peeve. Yeah, that can be. Any one. phobias? Mm. What's your What's your greatest fear? Because oh, then also you get them to feel afraid, and then you're the protector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 dating 101 guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually page 123 from the game <laughs> yeah um, 
there's a lot of like the uh, would you rather, right? Like, would you rather have pubes uh, as fingers or fingers <laughs> as pubes? Have you asked that one yet, Sebs? No, I haven't asked yeah, that one yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And if she gives you an answer like uh, Matt Diavella, <laughs> you know you've gone a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you blew it. Um, um, what about... Matt, um, yeah, yeah this is good. I'm just enjoying you go now, like just improvising. Go. What else? Well, I don't know. I feel like... Um, this could be boring around the idea of books, but maybe there's something that's maybe there's something that's that's fun about book. People, I find that like actually, nah, it's, it's, <laughs> okay, we were doing really good with improv, and then I brought up books. <laughs> what about? Let's think about it's um, you you're speaking to someone who's not in the same state. Could you read them a book? Could you read them a bedtime story? <laughs> something like that. Bedtime story. Oh, bedtime okay, story. I think that's actually. Yeah, you kind of have to think about it as like bits on like a show, right? And yeah. like if mm-hmm. you're talking for extended periods of time, what's going to help you pass the time? I mean, one, I think uh, just any kind of virtual game, right? Like um, there's, what's that new app now? Have you guys used the house party? I have it on my phone here. Yeah, house party. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you guys mm-hmm. would play some digital games. You know, that's actually, <laughs> that's another great tip for dating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing some digital games. Yeah, no, no, but like, I mean, in-person dating, it's easier, but uh, there's a lot of pressure, uh, and if you find yourself to be a little bit more introverted, there's a lot of pressure to going on a coffee or a, a beer day or just grabbing drinks because there's it's just all about the conversation, mm-hmm. and if you're nervous, you're going to slip up, you're going to screw up, and you're not going to feel as comfortable, so try to find dates where there's some kind of activity that distracts, mm-hmm. it gives you conversation to talk about, and so whether it's bowling or throwing darts or anything in between, uh, like I used to go to this like ping pong place in New York all the time. So like we would grab a drink, we would chat a little bit and it's like, Hey, let's go to the table and play ping pong. Jesse on the live stream has says, has said, what three things would you take to a deserted Island? Well, that's a good one. What would you answer? Dave Allen, what's your answer to that? Uh, as a minimalist, uh, <laughs> is there, is there electricity on this Island? <laughs> Uh, you know, like, okay, let's just say that there is electricity, um, alcohol. (laughs) No, I don't know, dude. That's like, uh, so if you had to have three things, right. And you're just talking about survival, you'd have to have one of those things to start fire. What is that called? Flint Flint? steel. Mm, Yeah. Get a flint and yeah. Is that two things? Is flint and steel kind of, well, you can just get the flint. No, I reckon that's one thing. I think it's just a fire pack. All right. You definitely want to get matches as well. No. You want a knife, longer, Josh? Okay. You need a, you need a knife. Yeah. Knife. <laughs> yep. All right. You need a Flint knife. knife. What about a and then uh, a a budgie smuggler? <laughs> <laughs> a, a a pair of uh, budgie smugglers. Is that what you're meaning? Or a legit yeah, budgie yeah. smuggled? Uh, <laughs> a smuggled <Fair> budgie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then you got one item left. If you've, you've smuggled a budgie in. Now you've got one more. <laughs> that's a, that's brilliant. I didn't even think about it like that. Um, okay, what else would you bring? Maybe like a kettle, a pot, a pot. Really? Okay. No, I guess pot. I don't know. I, I haven't watched enough survival well, is, YouTube channels. If, if there's electricity and there's like you can. Jesse run says there's one output. A one outlet. What? One working one outlet. outlet. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. And you can't, could you bring one and thing being an adapter? Do you have more? <laughs> Multibox. Yeah. You yeah, have multi- to, right? Yeah, sure. Well, is there Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how good is it? Or is there <laughs> Ethernet? And can I, does an Ethernet dock, does that come with it? I think it? it's like, 
Well, what we're seeing here is that this is a great question because it, it asks, it, it creates a lot of other questions. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, like obviously if you could bring a computer or like something to play games with, because like you're talking about just passing the time at that point. Mm -hmm. You're just waiting for somebody to save you. What, what you would you guys bring? Uh, what would I bring? Yeah, let's not deflect. I'd bring a an iPhone. It just uh, ran out of battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a battery. No, well, I've got the one the one outlet so i would say uh iphone a um the other two are hard water purifier flint and you've Wouldn't got you want a tarp? you'd want a tarp or something great that's it no so but you like you don't, you don't need a water survival here's the thing you don't need a water we're not in purifier hawaii, bro we're not going to hawaii yeah, this isn't the island we're on you can boil Actually, the water though i've got this i've got a book yeah i'll show you hang on stand by I've got, yeah. Uh, where are we? I got this um, the other day. Uh, the Wilderness Survival oh. Guide. So I'd probably oh. um, just Take look that into book. that. Take that as one of the items. Yeah, I could do that. Because then I can create my own axe. It I tells you exactly how to choose a knife, which is handy. There's lots of, lots of options. Uh, Devella, before I we go. That, yeah, go on. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm going to get some steam going while oh, yeah. we get into this. What are you excited about at the moment? What's what's getting you excited? What are you excited about for the rest of the week? Dude, I just finished Succession. Have you guys watched that show? No. No. Really, really good. I definitely recommend it. Is it a comedy? Uh, it, what's, it, sort of, what's, what's the vibe? Yeah, it actually is a comedy. It's based off of like the Fox News empire. And uh, I forget the... That that main Gronk, that's like the head of that whole that whole news network. Mm -hmm. But um, it's uh, it's super funny. It's uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are the guys who produced it and created the show. So it's 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 comedic but serious at the same time, and it's kind of like empire building. Um, it's like uh, yeah, I, I I definitely recommend it if anybody's looking for a good show to watch. Is it on Netflix? Comedy. Or where is it? It's on HBO. Okay. Wonder how and so you? that's what I'm excited about with life right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm excited about continuing to find my balance and find out what fulfills me and kind of adjusting to the new normal like you guys were talking about. Um, I found, are you laughing about the smoke? That's just yeah. going <laughs> <in> the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just getting high every day, bro. Just excited about good vibes. It actually for looks all. like you're um, about to play laser tag. Like it's yeah, got that yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah. So laser tag as well. <laughs> no, you know, I just I, let me get that adjusted. Okay. Um, beautiful. No, I know. I, I feel. I feel good. I'm. I, I'm feeling very content right now, and and I'm comfortable with the adjustments we've been making. I mean, I think right now. Uh, to be totally honest, you know, I, I think that the one thing that I think about the most is just like the safety and health of my family and friends. And uh, even though we know that this thing like, you know, is only going to seriously impact maybe 1%, 2% of the population that likely will have impacts throughout. So just trying to like enjoy as much time and not take for granted what I have. Uh, and, you know, just cherish those moments that I do have with my family and friends because, you know, 
not to be morbid, but you never know. And, and mm. in, regardless of this situation, you do never know. So, um, and it's it, one of the reasons why it's great to connect with you guys. Thanks, brother. It's, uh, Love you, it's nice to Thank you. Now you're doing all right. I want to do this again. Uh, I'm going to have to get like a webcam or something because I just don't <laughs> feel confident about the visuals <laughs> that I'm putting out. <laughs> hey, next time, well, just take us to a ping pong game and we can, we can you know, you'll warm get a you bit up. more confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, we yeah. would have cut you off. If there was no smoke, no steam, we wouldn't have run this episode. Yeah, so. The, the, the yeah. smoke looks great. It actually, yeah. it's Appreciate got me that. thinking about Friday virtual drinks. I think I might need that for the, for the kick-ons recommend it i recommend it it definitely changes the vibe completely is but it a hazer you guys are, machine you guys are, or a smoke machine uh it's a hazer and like you okay. have to get like a certain kind of haze fluid i could send you the exact link to the one i got on amazon oh, uh, are you trying really to push well. an affiliate link on me <laughs> uh, listen i make a small percentage from every purchase it's not even that much <laughs> No, but you guys have actually, you guys have been killing it. I mean, what you've, uh, how you've been able to quickly adjust and adapt to these circumstances is, is really impressive and uh, making it easy for people like me to pop on. And uh, even though we had technical difficulties in the beginning, uh, it's been uh, cool to watch you guys kind of uh, adjust and adapt to these, the situation. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Uh, it's a daily talk show. If you uh, want to join us for the virtual drinks, you can go to thedailytalkshow.com forward slash gronks to do that. Uh, otherwise, uh, uh, Dave ella has got his own uh, YouTube channel, which yeah, I know you it, need some more subs. It's pretty good. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, Dude, just traction's been slow lately. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Just type How, in what is the traction? Matt on YouTube. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, I think, you know, it's, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's like, I think I get like, uh, I have, I don't look at the numbers too much, too, too however. much. Um, I know, however, uh, no, like I know when a video is doing bad or it's not bad when it's not doing up to the, the past 10 or so videos. Cause like YouTube kind of lets you know, like, Hey, you screwed up with that last one. Um, <laughs> but I think I still get on average, like, 50 to 70k new subscribers a, a month which is which is wow. pretty awesome Boom. that's amazing awesome all right it's a daily Boom. talk show we are streaming <laughs> 11 a.m 4 p.m what's australian what's so eastern funny? standard time i just i just love how that's how we end i get about seventy thousand subscribers a month that's what we got uh, do, you, yeah. do you have something else you want to say <laughs> yeah what do you want to leave what it do you on? Want to just, end on? I, I just i just wanted a little bit of I just wanted a little bit of buffer in between. Okay, sure. We <laughs> could say. Yeah. I just want. To, I just want to appear humble. Okay. Right, well, <laughs> this is we one can more piece of dating advice. I feel like that would be good. Uh, one more from me. Yeah. Um. Uh, no means no. <laughs> that's no. That's probably not a good thing to end on. I mean, it's good advice. It's good advice, yeah. but yeah, shit. very good advice. It's sound. It's very sad. I want a dating Mr. Ninety Seven. Mr. Ninety Seven, what's uh, one piece of advice that that you would give to people that are out there dating? I'm better at asking questions than answering them. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I I think I think there's probably the there's probably the thing to do where you're trying to act cool and just sort of um, not really lean into your emotions and how much you're enjoying it. And so I think communicating that and just being upfront with that and sort of just not trying to be cool about it just saying how you feel how does that, that align be... with negging <laughs> 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 or matt's advice around 
Uh, don't say the obvious don't thing. Answer or the question. Don't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's technically not what I said. Like, never answer straightforward. Always lie. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> and on that note, this is a lot of fun, Matt, Matt Devella. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks so much for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Let's do it See again you, soon. I know you do a lot of these. We do. It's the Daily Talk Show. Have a good Bye, one. Guys. See you guys.